And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. Have you seen it? What do you think? You know, for me, this movie fell kind of flat. You know, the the cinematography, the script, the acting, all pretty good, but uh, not a lot of jokes. You know, I thought I was watching a comic book movie, and last I checked, every comic book I've ever read is funny. Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield, The Far Side... Foxtrot, Titanic, directed by James Cameron. I can sum up my thoughts on this movie with one word. Boring. One of the biggest blockbusters of all time, and there's not a single car chase in this movie. Can you believe that? And yeah, I'm aware that 98% of the movie takes place on a boat on water, but there were cars on that boat. I feel like the MCU is getting too jokey. You know, everything's funny, everything's tongue-in-cheek, and nothing has stakes because of it. You know what would be cool is a comic book movie that's really, like, grounded and gritty. Has anyone ever done that before? Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, March 7th. Here we are in the Classic Factory with all the boys. I'm Jay Skeets. Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, Tassie. We got our Top Shot Hot Boy. Tried to rip some lips this weekend. Trey Kirby. hey yo. Hey, yo. We got the International Man of Mystery. Taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Uh. Lee and last, certainly not least, making the magic happen over yonder, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team. Joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second. Hit that little like button. Help your boys out. Subscribe to No Dunks. Share the show and comment away, both in the stream team and below the vid if you're watching later. Email in your NBA questions all week long to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on all the social media channels. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Lee, what's your favorite social media channel? Uh, I don't know these days. <laughs> I don't know. They've all worn me down a little bit. Really? Yeah. You tapped out? A, a little bit, yeah. You're on your yeah. phone too much. Screen time's up. Yeah, the screen time's down. I'm just, uh, yeah, I need a new one. We need something new. <laughs> does Shazam count as a social media platform? Not really, does it? I'm no, still no, Shazam. No, I don't no. think we have a No Dunks uh, Shazam account. <laughs> I mean, why not? I guess. Yeah. You 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 were trying to figure out a song and you played your Shazam it's thing. It's crazy. Yeah, Shazam is still relevant. Like what? Twelve years after it launched, I think it's still it's still relevant. I still use it. I just ask you the simplest question. You know, pick Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Ah, well, okay, t- I'll say Twitter, but it's not really. Talking about Shazam, it's amazing. That's why you are who you are. I, I can't believe you still use Shazam. You can just ask Siri. Wait, what, no, what am I listening? No, no, I don't believe I'm, you, hey, Siri. I'm Team Shazam too. Every yeah, once in a while, yeah, every once yeah, in a while, you know, you know, it, you know you're, you're in the club, you're, you're in the jam, <laughs> you're in a like Target or somewhere, and the song's come on like. Oh yeah, I love doing that. Yeah, yeah holding yeah. it higher yeah. to get a better, better sound, moving around a little bit. You gotta put your antenna up on your phone. <laughs> I definitely do it. 
<laughs> ever ever sing to, to Shazam? Oh, you like, can hum and you stuff. You can hum, yeah. yeah sometimes really? Sometimes it works. It's just, it's not that reliable. Okay. But, uh, wow. Didn't see us starting uh, the week off with a little Shazam talk. Well, it was but... Shaq's birthday yesterday. So, oh, uh, Shazam you know. on the brain. Yeah. There you go, yeah. 50's, uh, 50 years old, right? Mm. There you go. Um, well, welcome, everybody here to the Classic Factory. <laughs> Monday show, it's winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Let's get right into it, because I feel like there's so much to sort of dissect here. So, Trey, you get us started here. What's your big winner of the NBA weekend? Kind of feels to me like all of the Eastern Conference contenders have had their moment in the sun this season. And to me, it felt like the Bucks had that turn over the weekend. A couple of it ain't over till it's over. Bucks victories. Friday night against the Bulls, I was watching this one in a tent. Bucks down <laughs> seven, heading into the fourth quarter. And it was Giannis who took over for the first half of this quarter. Eight points, two assists, a couple of rebounds in the first seven minutes of the quarter. I'm just telling the girls, look at this guy. He's just too big for anybody out there. And that's exactly what it was. It erased Chicago's lead right away. Helped the Bucks withstand a flagrant foul on Grayson Allen from Derrick Jones Jr. <laughs> but the last five minutes, it was Drew Holiday in takeover mode. He had 10 points in the last 444. He finished with 16 overall in the fourth quarter. Added an assist and a block. He had 26-8-5 on the night. There was a stretch when he went jumper, layup, jumper on three straight possessions. I told the girls... <laughs> This guy's just too good. This guy is just too good. As the prophecy foretold, the line was too big. Bucks win by six. That was just a bit of an amused bouche victory for the Bucks, though, because on Sunday, Suns came to Milwaukee with no Chris Paul, no Devin Booker, Cam Johnson also out of the lineup. But unfortunately for Phoenix, the Middleton Ferris wheel oh, was God. stuck in the up <laughs> position. A season-high 44 for Chris Middleton. Also had eight rebounds, five assists, 16 of 27 from the field, 16 in the fourth to really slam the door. Got some help from Drew as well, who scored 17 of his own points in the fourth quarter for 24 overall. And they really needed that scoring because Giannis had a huge first half, had 17 points, yeah. was looking good out there. Only two in the second half. Shout out to DeAndre Ayton, did a really solid job on him. But that's what really stuck out to me from both of these wins was that Giannis was good. You know, I mean, he was great against Chicago, 34-16-5. He was all right against the Suns, 19-13-6. But these are not like 50-point Giannis games where no. he's just putting the team on his back and saying, we're winning this one. But Milwaukee still won both of these comfortably because they found another gear in the fourth quarter. Because of Drew and Middleton, the recipe's the same. They're playing good defense. You're getting a performance from Giannis, whether it's going to be an A-plus performance or a B-plus. You're getting something from him, and then you got to ride the hot hands when they're hot. It was Drew Holiday against the Bulls. It was Chris Middleton against the Suns. The Bucks are now just a game behind Philadelphia for second place yeah. in the Eastern Conference. I'm still curious about Brooke Lopez and what's going on, but these were title-worthy kind of wins uh, from Milwaukee over the weekend. Yeah, we had some great basketball again yeah. on these like nationally televised games, both on Sunday and then you know Saturday night, and we'll get to LeBron. But yeah, what do you think of this, especially the Suns or the Bucks weekend? Well, well, mainly like just sort of going back. This is not the hottest take of all time, but that that deal to get Drew Holiday was so worth it for the Milwaukee mm -hmm. Bucks. They they had to give up a lot to get him, and they did. And they've won one championship. They're very well placed to be close to getting a second one here. And you just see why teams go all in sometimes for that right player. They tried it with Bledsoe. It didn't work. Drew Holiday sort of came with a similar sort of reputation. Is this guy really good? Or is this guy just like on the Pelicans, he's putting up numbers? He's had a few moments. But would he actually really be able to step in and help this team out? And you see it on both ends of the floor. Defensively, rarely gets beaten. You know, occasionally happens. But offensively as well, when the ball's in his hands, it just feels like... 
they're in control. It's like they're not going to make a silly play. They're not going to hit every shot and he's going to turn it over from time to time. But the the fact that he's out there just gives Giannis, I think, so much comfort knowing like he doesn't have to do it all. Like he didn't really do it all. He fouled out yesterday against the Suns. Now, they, you know, they'd close the door sort of by then anyway when uh, when the Ferris were at that sidestep three. But Drew Holiday is just like this this deal there's no way you look back and think maybe we gave up a little bit too right. much it's no. like it was worth it go all in and that's why I think you're seeing other teams also now starting to think maybe that's the route the Raptors kind of did it not not as much as what the Bucks did there but they got their championship the Bucks have done it and now you're seeing all these teams mortgaging their future a little bit to try to get that right player and the Lakers did it with the Anthony Lakers Davis. did it, it the Clippers did it yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and now you know if you're the Pelicans it's like okay how are they going to now cash in at their end because they've got all these assets they've got to trade them in but you'd rather be in the Bucks position I think where it's like it worked for us and now we're just trying to sort of pile onto that legacy the Bucks absolutely have had a sort of under the radar good season they're just there. They're ready to take that two seed. What's also quiet is that Brooke Lopez back full contact practice. And he could easily just slip into the starting role because he's been there, because he was their starting center on a championship team without a lot of games under his belt. He doesn't have to work in with the guys. Like Unlike a lot of teams who are working in new players, like Ben Simmons needs plenty of reps for the Nets to be good with him. Brooke Lopez can just slip in and be their five and be awesome again. Yanis. I think one bad thing for him this season is he's had to play so big and play center a lot. And uh, he's still, still, he's been phenomenal. No matter what Charles Oakley says, he's been ridiculously <laughs> good. He's, he's, he, you know, he could easily win MVP, but he, but he, he wants Brooke Lopez desperately beside him. And, you know, six weeks for Brooke Lopez to get practice in and to be their starting center again. And they're still the favorites in the Eastern Conference because all these teams are sort of up and down uh, along along with the Bucks. You know, they've had a bit of an up and down season, but, you know, they know in the playoffs, they can just insert Brooke. They can just turn it on. Scrappy effort there, I thought, from the Suns with DeAndre Eaton having a monster game. You know, he had 30-8 and eight campaign doing campaign things. Jay Crowder. I thought they sort of got the short end of the whistle there in the fourth quarter, too. There were a couple calls where you were like, ugh, damn. But they kept, like, piling up. It's like, you know, one happens. You're like, okay, we'll get the next one. And then it still went to the Milwaukee, still went to Milwaukee. But they're right there. They put up a hell of a fight. Like, this could very well be a finals rematch mm-hmm. between these two teams. Like, that's not going out on a limb, that Milwaukee goes through the East and Phoenix goes through the West, you know, when they're fully healthy and everybody's back. Like, they're just, like, even without Booker and without Chris Paul, and then Cam Johnson, who had the game winner in the game before, yeah. and caught fire, and I know we'll get into that whole Nick Suns game there and Randall going off, but, like, it's like, they're just, they run their system, and they just believe and then plug and play any guy that goes in there and uh, can at least compete. So I think that's, like, a good loss, so to speak. I know that yeah. doesn't really exist, but they were, they put up a fight. Well, without your two stars and then Cam to it's go big. against the defending champs, yeah, and they they were basically a couple of baskets away from getting this. Absolutely, win, so, I thought yeah. they were going to win this game. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right, so Milwaukee Bucks get us started here. Lee, who do you have for uh, yesterday Sunday afternoon? What a game from uh, Jason Tatum, Nets, and the uh, Celtics. Now these two teams have played a lot earlier in the season and the Celtics have wiped the floor with them but that was of course without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both of those guys played yesterday got off to a pretty good start looking pretty good even in the third quarter there and uh, Jason Tatum just took over finishes with 54 points I mean and his decision making right now is on a different level Mm -hmm. like he doesn't rush the game the game comes to him and it's so awesome when you watch a guy scoring when it doesn't matter who the opposition sends at him, it's like, oh my God, he's going to torch this guy. Mm-hmm. And he did that yesterday. I mean, he went against KD, hit a huge step back. That was in the first half. He uh, he hit Kyrie with a sort of Kyrie handles move in, inside there. And then you saw Drummond and Claxton and Bruce Brown. And you're like, oh my God, 
these guys have got no chance with him. And he was driving inside. He was going across the lane, sort of hitting those mid-range little floaters there, hitting the threes as well, getting to the free throw line. He is just in a groove right now. Yeah. He is so comfortable. And the Celtics come back and get a, a very big win. And, um, you know, they just continue to roll right now. While the Nets, this is the second game back for Kevin Durant. He looked fine. He's fine. Yep. After him, you really sort of wonder where... The rest of it's coming from because you know Kyrie played he was fine but they just don't seem to have that maybe that changes uh when Ben Simmons comes back I'm not sure who knows if he's even when he's coming back but this game was all about Jason Tatum he was the best player on the floor last night by a good margin too and I thought Mark Jones on the call was great he had his classics he had he's playing with his food he was hotter than fish grease and then <laughs> later on I don't know if you guys have heard this one he set off the smoke detector have you heard that one from Mark Jones before? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, can't it was remember. basically Sorry, one but... where he goes inside, Jason, and, and, and um, uh, sort of there was a bit of a chaotic play. He goes inside and he just cra- casually just laid it up there like that. It was like, set off the smoke. I don't quite get it. I, I fire. Not... Is that it? I mean, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I think okay. it is. All right. <laughs> All right. I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't automatically strike me. We have very... He's got carbon dioxide yeah, burning yeah. through his veins. Carbon <laughs> monoxide, yeah. yeah. We have very uh, sensitive fire alarms in our house. Mm. Uh, you know, just like you got a little something, a little pizza burning. Yeah. Like the tiniest bit. And, oh, man, they all start going off. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. guess that's better than... Having ones that don't work, yeah, I guess annoying. so. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't break out. Uh, get out your own. Uh, he busted out the do-it-yourself kit, and he didn't bust out the uh, little room service there. I think he had it for other players, but not for Jason. You Jones, must have but... busted out. Uh, he was in his bag though. Oh, on Twitter, I was. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, because that's the thing. His handle is so strong right now, and he's what six eight. But he can handle it like a point guard there. And again, the defense got... There was a time as well, he got a wide open three, a bit of a broken play. And it was Kyrie and Seth Curry both kind of pointed at each other like, uh, you. And the other's like, no, you get him. And it's right. like, all right, Jason's just going to hit another three when he's that hot. But uh, yeah, 54 points, incredibly efficient and a huge win for the... Maybe the hottest team in the league right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, them, the Heat maybe are yeah. there. Uh, yeah, a couple other. But, yeah, Boston's been amazing for a couple months now here. They're definitely not a 500 team, it turns out. Uh, they're uh, climbing up the Eastern Conference standings here. And this was a huge win. Anything to add to Tatum's game there or Boston winning? Well, I'll say this. People will call me a Brooklyn Nets lover for sure when I say this. <laughs> but I thought this was the best Brooklyn Nets game in a long time. It took... Jason Tatum dropping 54, uh, them hitting a ton of threes, uh, 17 for 36, yep. shooting 47%. And uh, you know, Tatum just finding little guys, especially on the perimeter. The, the switches that the Nets do could really be helped out by Ben Simmons. I mean, Tatum was just picking whoever he wanted to, to shoot against. Dragic, come on. Kyrie, come on. I mean, they're, Shorties. they're just too big. Or Yeah, exactly. He's just too big for them. And Maybe a Ben. Maybe a Ben could help in this situation. But they looked more like a good team, you know, in Boston against the hottest team. It felt like a game that could go either way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that was a, so that was gave a you better, a little confidence better Nets this. game Yeah, here for the for the last six weeks of the season as they sit in uh, tied, <laughs> tied with the Charlotte Hornets there in the play-in <laughs> tournament. And they go to Charlotte to have a game with them. It's, it's wild. And who knows when Ben comes back. Not this week. We're not going to watch him in Philadelphia. <laughs> he's going to be sure. in Philadelphia, though. Apparently, he's, he's going to be flying with the team. He's, he's going to be on the bench. Like, apparently, going to be on the bench. Or yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, I mean, he just saw Kyrie get the Kyrie sucks cheer yeah. going there. It was got a laugh quite loud there <laughs> yeah. from the Beatles. Yeah, he yeah, laughed. Yeah. Yeah. He turned around. Well, he was like basically shrugging at one point. He's like I do today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what guys say nineteen points on eighteen shots. I'm trying my best out here. <laughs> oh, and then he had the whole quote <laughs> yeah. after the game yeah. about uh, you know girlfriend, like a scorned lover. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's sort of what you have to do. I mean, now, okay, 
he's got his whole other thing. He's not playing at home right yeah. now. Though he says the mayor's on his side. Uh, and then maybe he'll be playing at home. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, my I point is... I heard the is, same from the Batman. Ben yeah. Simmons yeah, has to go into Philadelphia at some point. That's what we talked about. And he's not going to play in the game, but they could meet up in the playoffs. I mean, this could be... Yeah. It could be a 2-7 matchup. It could be a 2-7 it, it, it matchup. Yeah. Uh, we're, obviously, I'm talking about Philadelphia and Brooklyn here. It's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But anyway, um, yeah, what do you think of, of Tatum in his in his bag? Or is, it a, is he in his duffel bag because he's a larger guy or no? Uh, no, nah, I just okay. think he's bag. Okay. His, his garment bag. Okay. Like a medium-sized bag, yeah. That, that bag was nice. And that's why people, you know, you're starting to hear buzz. The Celtics could come out of the Eastern Conference. I mm-hmm. still think it's a little far-fetched, but these are the kind of games that make you think it's possible. When you see Jason Tatum be the best player on the court, when Kevin Durant is out on the court, also playing pretty well. Yeah. Like, that takes you up to another level, because we know they're going to play defense. They didn't play any defense uh, yesterday against the Nets. Shout out to the Celtics. They've gotten to the point in their season where they're comfortable enough with their offense <laughs> that they can say, we don't need to play defense this game, and obviously they didn't. The offensive ratings in this are ridiculous, but the Celtics winning a shootout is kind of notable, and I think that that is, is why you can actually buy into a little bit of the hype here. I don't necessarily think the Celtics are anywhere near favorites in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. but I was obviously wrong about him when I thought they were a 500 team and Marcus Smart should be gone. But Tatum, he has taken another leap midseason. Like Lee's saying, decision-making is perfect, the handle looks tight, and he can score, especially over these little guys. So I think when you're talking playoff time, Kevin Durant's going to have to guard Jason Tatum yeah. more often. And Ben Simmons, obviously, if he's back, is a better matchup as well because when you're running a 6'3 guy against a 6'9 guy, it's just a jumper fest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, where would you put Boston in terms of, like, tiers in the Eastern Conference to actually win the conference? Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, you have Milwaukee. Yeah in the first tier who's up there with them well Miami Miami yeah. okay yeah. tier one uh, and Philadelphia as well I mean okay okay that's <laughs> fine yeah so well, those three teams in tier one <laughs> yeah and Milwaukee then, Miami Philly and yep. then what are you going down to your Bostons and Brooklyns yeah I, I mean look honestly I don't really even have Brooklyn I, I know with Kevin Durant their ceiling I, I guess is the finals but I'm, I'm just not convinced okay. they can get it all together so I don't really think they're a, a, a legit threat right now I think the Bulls have got to figure some things out, of course. They've dropped the off. First thing is uh, beating any of those teams yeah, above them. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but we've also. The Celtics, <laughs> yeah, but we have seen some impressive They haven't beaten any from, of the teams in the top tier. Yeah, I'm not. None of them. That's right. Yeah. I know. I watch the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. You don't have to get angry about it. I'm just giving you a fact that they're yeah, definitely I, a tier down. I, uh, I I certainly don't. You know, I'm not kicking dirt on the Bulls by any stretch right, right. now. I think when they get Caruso and Lonzo Ball back as well, that, that changes a lot for them. So I, I would have Boston right there under, I think, those first three Miami, Philadelphia. And uh, and um, who did I say? Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I would have them there. But honestly, they also probably look at all these teams and think, you know, at our best, we can push these teams as well. Right. Tass, let's go to you next. Winner of the weekend. Well, we got to talk about LeBron James. We're talking about the winners of the weekend. He dropped 56 Saturday night on ABC against the Golden State Warriors. So he's tied with Trey Young for the most points this season in a game. 56 <laughs> Big ones for LeBron James. I was out Saturday night. I was out uh, with a couple who, you know, didn't know everything about LeBron James, and I was talking about all his accolades. I mean, he's going to play with his son, for God's sake, in a couple of years, and they were saying, how old is that guy? (laughs) He's going to play with his son? Is he 40? I said, no, not quite. He's 37 years of age. I got home, and I saw that he dropped 56 to join a special club of guys who are 37 years or older to drop 50. Kobe Jordan, now Braun, and Jamal Crawford, the shocker of, uh, of the foursome. On the same weekend that season five of The Shop premiered, where he was asked, hey, 
Braun, uh, what, what about you and being one of the best scorers ever? He said, <laughs> I hate it. I hate that people talk about the best scorers ever and never oh include me. And never guy, include this me. This guy is something else. Well, well he's, got, he's got to say it, man. He's no. got to say it. He does. No, come on. Why? Because he's the one who said, I'm yeah. not a scorer, man. Well, um, yeah. yeah, but uh, does anybody listen to that? Yes. I, no. He's LeBron, been making LeBron, fun of it for LeBron, years. like, conditioned people to say... We all knew he was going to be the number one scorer of all time in the NBA. We've known that for years. Not everybody, but yes. We've known that for years. Maybe this random couple you found that doesn't know anything about LeBron James' career (laughs) don't know it. But if you watch basketball, you've known for three seasons he's going to be the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. But he's conditioned the media to say, he might actually be a better passer. That's how the joke started. (laughs) I said, when he gets close to being the all-time leading scorer, the quotes are going to change to, people never said I was a scorer. And that's exactly what happened. People's We're bre- eating out of his hand. Nah, We're whatever. Out of his whatever. Hand. When people talk about the best scores, they'll say, even Kevin Durant, James Harden, best, the best one-on-one scores, MJ. They just don't say his name. That's that's all he's saying. I'm not. I'm just saying. It makes because he told us. He said, "Don't say my name when you're talking about scores. I'm everything. I just want to win. I just want to make the right play." Okay, Stephen A. Smith and Mr. Russo on ESPN are are, are thinking. Well, LeBron said, "Don't say him as the best scorer." So I'm not going to say it. I mean, I'm just saying he doesn't say it. Or no one says it. No one says it. Not even us. I guess you kind of say it. But anyway. Come on. Well, anyway, he scored 56. 19 of 30. Uh, He's good at basketball. Shooting too. He He's... Needed, they needed all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Against the Warriors. Yeah. He, it, what was cool is that he knew the Warriors don't have any rim presence without Draymond Green. So he was going inside. He scored 12 shots within four feet of the rim. All his twos were within four feet of the rim. Post-ups. As a roll man in pick and roll situations, you know, a little a little Jordan esque in terms of just the post ups and, and fades. Uh, then six threes and twelve free throws got him to that ridiculous number. And there was a cool play at the end, two minutes left, where LeBron got hit with an eight second backcourt violation. You don't see that very often. <laughs> uh, and you know, he yelled at Malik Monk, "Hey man, come back so I can pass you the ball." Then Malik Monk uh, made up for it, baby. Uh, the inbound pass stolen by Malik Monk and LeBron beelined it for the rim. Beautiful alley oop to uh, to bring the national TV crowd to its feet, including me. I said, "You're the best score of all time. <laughs> You're the best score of all time." Uh, and going into that Lakers Warriors game on Saturday night, everyone complaining, "How many games are the Knicks and Warriors or Knicks and uh, Lakers going to have on national TV the rest of the year?" Well, they got a show, and uh, LeBron obviously got a lot closer to Carl Malone for second in all time in scoring. We're going to see him pass that very soon yeah. because he just. You know, doubled his scoring average basically uh, for that one night. We'll see that this season before he passes Kareem next season. And the NBA is a winner in that uh, LeBron will be in that play-in tournament. And just like last year when he hit the Warriors with that fade, it's absolutely must-watch. So the play-in tournament is definitely must-watch in the Western Conference. So a show for Mr. LeBron. I know we'll get to the Warriors Mm. and them continuing to lose games here without Draymond Green. We'll get to them when we get to losers of the NBA weekend. But, yeah, anything to add to LeBron's 56 there as an oldie? No, a throwback performance, you know, well done. Uh, I I liked it when uh, he hit two threes, and then I think it was Jeff Van Gundy said, Oh, "Oh, it was. The heat check, they rarely uh, come off. He hits another three right there on the spot, which Mm. was perfect. Uh, Yeah, great performance. They needed them all against a team that's defense is uh, is really struggling right now but there's another sort of story from the Lakers that came out over the weekend and, and Friday about you know Frank Vogel and the, apparently people have been saying to Russell Westbrook we want you to come off the bench and Russell saying no I'm not if I'm if I'm Frank Vogel right now I'd say it's, it's sorry it's not an option you're coming off the bench if Frank Vogel is likely to be fired after this season you may as well at least go out and say well I'm coaching this team if he's not allowed to do that then what's his job mm-hmm. 
He's not coaching the team then. He's not doesn't have the power. The coach has to have the power to be able to make those decisions. If Russell Westbrook doesn't like it, fine, don't play. I just think that just makes it look so ridiculous that the too many people have got too much say there. He's the head coach. The coach decides who plays and who comes off the bench. And if Russell Westbrook doesn't like it, bad luck. I just think it's just uh, it's just more chaos if Westbrook's saying, I'm not coming off the bench, I don't care. That's not his decision to make. Mm-hmm. No, he hasn't come out and said that. This is all well, secondhand reports, right? From, from what I was saying, like, the yeah. pushback is like, I'm yeah. not doing it. Well, Vogel's just got to put his foot down and say, sorry, you're doing it because I said... Well, I, I just he played well on Saturday night. Yeah, fine, yeah, okay. But this season he's been a, a disaster, and the Lakers may as well try some other things here to get sort of hold on to their position. They're likely to stay, of course, in that uh, play-in because yeah, the yeah, Blazers the Blazers aren't going to get them. But uh, if I'm Vogel, at least you go out on your own terms, calling the shots a bit. Uh, anything to add? TK to LeBron, Saturday night on national TV, reminding everyone he is a scorer, baby. He is a scorer, baby. I don't really have much to add. I thought the heat check thing was hilarious, too. Heat checks rarely work, (laughs) swish from 29 feet. (laughs) Kudos to Breen, letting that one breathe. Like, he called the bang. He's like, there's a timeout. (laughs) What are you going to say, Jeff? (laughs) Well, I was wrong on that one. (laughs) That was great. Uh, But, yeah, it's nice to see uh, LeBron put the team on his back sort of win and actually get the win. Right, we've seen so many great LeBron performances this season, where the Lakers still somehow find a yeah. way to blow it, and Westbrook almost did <laughs> down the stretch. He had a couple of just "what are you doing" kind of turnovers, mm-hmm. but he scored twenty points, which you know that's helpful. Oh, that's sure. at least helpful out there. So yeah, another year of the Lakers in the play-in tournament. We got <laughs> some stars in the play-in tournament this year: Kyrie, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. All the big names are playing for seventh <laughs> place. That's true. Uh, I got some more winners of the NBA weekend. I mean, we already talked about what Middleton with forty-four, Tatum with fifty-four, LeBron with fifty-six. Let's throw Jokic into the mix. Uh, yesterday, forty-six points, twelve boards, eleven assists, four blocks, and three steals. Numbers no other player has ever reached in an NBA game since blocks and steals started being tracked in 73-74. That's what the Joker did. And a lot of it, the points, coming in the fourth quarter and overtime. 30 points for this guy on 10 of 11 shooting in these, like, if you want to call them final two frames. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, just take over stuff. The guy is a monster. Uh, uh, Hernan Gomez, not a chance. <laughs> Too small. I mean, just putting him in the basket. Yeah. Or obviously, he can get it wherever he wants. ESPN's headline, I thought, was interesting today. MVP mode, it said. Jokic mm. scores 30 and 4th. Overtime to key win. I bring that up because, I mean, this is a bunch of talk. You just said Giannis. He could do it. Of course, Embiid's name uh, feels like... It led for a good chunk of the season as a favorite when you do like your straw polls and stuff like that. But there's the Joker. Here's there's the Joker. Excuse me. Basketball Reference has him at a 42 percent chance to repeat. You kept talking about this game. Hey, are we going to March 10th? Are we flying to Philadelphia yeah. to see the possible Ben Simmons uh, return there with Brooklyn Nets, which isn't happening? Forget that. Let's go Monday, March 14th, to Philly. I'm dead serious here. This could decide the MVP. Sure. It's Embiid. It's the Joker. And it sounds silly to say one game should decide the uh, MVP. Of course, I'm exaggerating. But they're so close. They're neck and neck, at least in, cor- in, in regards to people that seem to have the vote. We don't have one. People you know, on the stream team, we don't have one. We have our opinions, but we ultimately won't have a vote. But they're going to be playing for the first time. Hopefully both these guys are playing in this March 14th game in Philly because they didn't play the last time together. And Beaton sat that one out. He wasn't there. He was injured, excuse me. And, you know, Jokic went for 30-10-7 and in that game against Andre Drummond and Charles Bassey. You know, mm. I want to see the Joker versus Embiid. That could be like 
that exclamation mark on a possible MVP. I, I think that's fair to say, right? I'm in for sure. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a Monday. So, so yeah. yeah, well, next Monday. Today's the yeah. seventh. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so last night I was watching this game. Sorry, uh, just before bed, and and CJ McCollum hit a three, put him up eleven three minutes ago. Laptop went down. <gasps> oh, I'm like, oh, Pelicans are doing pretty good tonight. They're closing this one out. Scrolling through Instagram this morning, get the Nuggets page, and it's got Nikola Jokic serving up a pot with a big L, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and so then you go back into the app, and I'm like, oh, my God, how on earth did they blow this? So I went back in this morning, rewatched the last sort of half of the fourth quarter and then overtime. What a wild game. Practice your free throws, It was a crazy ending. The Pelicans blew it. Devontae Graham missed one. Brandon Ingram missed one, which would have made it a two-possession yep. game. And then Jokic gets them uh, at, at the end there. And then in overtime, you could just feel like, I think the Pelicans were like, man, we let this one go here and uh and the and the nuggets pulled away but what Nikola Jokic is just such an incredible talent and um you know he does it all with that sort of way of just sort of sliding his body oh. in there and you know muscling guys out of the way and flinging the ball up uh incredible stuff and he had- I thought he looked incredibly quick last night that yeah. was the crazy thing to me the nuggets were down nine with seven minutes remaining he scored 21 points and it was like all dribble drives going around either uh Valanchunas or Hernan Gomez like you're saying the worst part to me was there was one drive where Jokic just smacked Valanchunas like oh, right yeah. in the oh. nose yeah. <laughs> like directly in the nose the and scored yeah, the basket yeah. I was like ooh that's a tough yeah. one he also I think he also hit uh, Willie right in the eye right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with just like with his finger like trying to find him in space or yeah. something like that so adding the injury to the insult the guys are scoring a bucket going around you and anytime you can get a body on him he hits you in the face brutal stuff. Tess, how you feeling about your uh, preseason MVP pick? You took Jokic, I took Embiid. Um, do you think he, uh, you know, with a game like this, with basically an identical record to Philadelphia, with the yeah. narrative of missing Murray and missing Michael Porter Jr., I mean, it's a hell of a case to be made for him. Yes. Well, I guess we're going to have to go on Monday night. I think I mean, I'll dress in Joker gear, you'll dress in Embiid gear, and we'll battle it out. We'll pretend to fight in the audience. <laughs> and hopefully we get on I national television. Well, I like the that battle. Idea. <laughs> uh, it's, it, yeah, it seems like an identical record, Nuggets-Sixers, but because the Nuggets are sixth currently, <laughs> right. it doesn't feel the same. That's why the Jokic argument for MVP has been in you know, a lot of smart people circles like yeah like uh, Zach Lowe and stuff but it isn't like part of the mainstream quite yet because mm-hmm. he hasn't jumped up to the four spot but yeah the MVP race it seemed like it was Durant or Curry's to lose early in the season we sat here we said it's got to be one of those two guys it's got to be one of those two guys Durant got hurt Curry fell off you know Draymond Green was a part of that and now Embiid was the guy who took sort of took the mantle in the second third of the season but here in the third third I think it could be Jokic's, uh, even even as far as like the mainstream media goes. He's got to pop up into the standings, though. Even if he has the similar record, I think I, th- I think part you of it is just be being four. four. I think just four in the West is fine. But like I said about Curry, I mean, Curry fell off, and, and Draymond Green missing was part of that. Jokic just needs a, a little bit of help, a little bit of help, and that could come from Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray here just to, to prop him up now. You know the Western Conference is tough in terms of every game that they play, but he could get he could get up there into the top four. But yeah, he deserves any vote that's given right. to him, even if he is sixth in the West. You know, this it's just a tough conference. He will be helped out though. I'm saying on Monday, March 14th, if he goes into Philadelphia and kicks the snot out of a Joel Embiid, I'm not saying he will because mm-hmm. I, I feel like Embiid will be up for this, mm-hmm. and he will know that like, hey, this is an important game to a possible MVP win. But if one of them outplays the other significantly, man, that's going to like tilt a lot of voters, I think, 
at the timing of it all, as we get closer to making your actual MVP picks, yeah, uh, you know, it could it could shift where the votes yeah. maybe lie. I think it's that close between these guys, and I know Giannis is in there too. I feel like he's maybe a, a tiniest step behind what right now. What a stat line last night, though. Just a forty-five point triple double, no biggie, and he almost had a five by five. Yeah, with what it could have yeah. been, it could have been a, a you know a forty-point game uh, with yeah forty-six points, twelve rebounds, eleven assists. If only got to five steals and five blocks, could have been he, the sexiest five by five in NBA history. He missed the previous game too because he was sick, non-COVID uh, illness. He said he hasn't eaten in like a half day and a half or something like that. He was like throwing <laughs> up and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it's on national TV too. That game on Monday night. Oh, there we go. Perfect game. time to fight. Yeah. yeah. All right. It was a perfect time to fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one more winner. I, I got to show love to Miami Heat. They only played one game on the weekend, but on Saturday they beat the 76ers uh, 99 to 82. That move win that uh, that win, excuse me, moved them three games ahead uh, in the race for the East number one seed. So they're they're creating a little separation yep. here. Miami is now no harder for Philly in this one because of a back to back, and he's still obviously getting over the hamstring and, and he's all in that. Miami he's got other yeah things right to do. right <laughs> but that was a week Miami yeah. went three and one on the week against four East contenders they beat Chicago they beat Brooklyn they beat Philadelphia and their only loss we talked about it was to Milwaukee in yeah. a game they led by 14 midway through the fourth quarter and they blew it at the end you had that horrible Tyler Hero t- uh, turnover I mean they collapsed Yep, they should have honestly should be four and zero against those all of those East contenders and uh, still playing great. And I would add to that, Victor Oladipo might be coming back tonight. He's apparently questionable, which I guess is a what fifty fifty chance <laughs> that he comes back against the yep. Rockets. He last appeared in a game April eighth, twenty twenty one. So it's been a long time. Um, but you add him to a bench that already has guys like Gabe Vincent and Tyler Hero and Max Struess mm-hmm. and Caleb Martin, who was really good on Saturday, and Dwayne Dedman, who you're always afraid of. Um, <laughs> geez, it's like, it's like uh, just uh, uh, Morris isn't even back for them. Yeah. <laughs> Still hasn't played since the Jokic push, uh, which is sort of crazy to think about with the back and neck there. But, um, yeah, now Spolster gets another guy, possibly in Oladipo, who, by the way, was a 20-point-per-game scorer you know, when he was playing there through the – three couple of teams he was like 19 points per game something like that so he's just another little injection off the bench but you got to find minutes for him and you don't want to take away minutes from some of these guys contributing it's a good problem to have i guess very good problem yeah. to have uh i don't think he's going to contribute all that much simply because they just don't need him to but as a apparently he got, looks good man. Well, yeah, well. jimmy butler's saying <laughs> i might take jimmy I, butler's spot <laughs> yeah uh just the fact that you know they uh they held philadelphia to 82 points as well i mean it's, it's that defense zone defense yeah. baby but did you see philly was doing it to miami yeah and they didn't really know what to do tell heroes the only one that can sort of bust it yeah uh but that's the thing the heat just that's where they really do can adjust defensively to slow down other teams. Mm-hmm. They can cause problems whichever way they defend. And uh, we've seen it. Like when they trap guys, there was actually a, a meme going around. They trapped someone. I can't remember who it was over the weekend. I think it was Embiid. There was like four guys just around him like that. That mentality of, uh, of that Miami defense, because they recover really well. That's mm-hmm. what makes it. That makes them allow to go and be aggressive like that if you can all get back to your guy in time. Oh, absolutely. And they're smart enough. Their game plans, because this bolster is like, we're leaving player x right like that's the when we scramble back yeah don't worry as much about that player because he obviously can't shoot or something like that yeah they're they're brilliant defensively um so the heat getting a little love here for what feels like the third week in a row because they've had a good couple of months here along with boston all right let's take our first break when we come back we'll get to our losers of the nba weekend looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, NBA losers of the weekend. Uh, Tass, why don't you get started here? Well, I don't think the Cavs are a loser. I think the good outweighs the bad for their weekend, but this is a good place to mention them here because they did suffer a loss, unfortunately. But I thought on Friday night they looked like the old Cavs team. They played the Sixers in a great battle. It went right down to the wire. Darius Garland, step for step with James Harden, he felt like an all-star out there. It was, it was a great game, and I, and I think the Cavs have had just, just a little bit of a rut, and, the, and they're coming out of it against the Sixers. It was a good loss, I think. And then on Sunday, they beat the Raptors, yeah. a team that's chasing them for the sixth seed, the last real seed of the playoffs, and it sure feels like there's enough distance between the Cavs and the Raptors for the Cavs to say, hey, we are making the real playoffs. They also have the tiebreak over the Raptors. Despite losing Jared Allen in that game, it's unfortunate he left with a thigh contusion, but reports after Shamsharania uh, noted it wasn't just a thigh contusion. Broke his finger. So I don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, it's an indefinite amount of time. Uh, but do you guys feel like this is uh, going to hurt them? I mean, I, I guess it's really difficult to say because it's an indefinite amount of time. But yeah. they're just so damn big. They can play other guys. <laughs> I mean, they have so many bigs. Uh, Jared Allen is hes important. He is very important. But when they, they do have Mobley and Larry Markin and, and Kevin Love uh, and uh, Ed Davis in a break glass in case of emergency type scenario. Well, they still got the win over the Raptors, like you said. That's huge in terms of the, the seeding there. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Raptors are going to catch them. I mean, they're playing brutal basketball right now, too. I think just the Cavs, though. I mean, who knows how long he's out, like you said. But if you're looking at – if you're using OG on an OB as an example with a fractured you know finger – then it's going to be a couple weeks. Yeah. At the very earliest, he gets back. So that 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 sucks. But they'll probably hold on to the sixth, and I think yeah. they'll lose in the first round. And, it'll st- and, and you know, really, they get the reps for their young guys. Hopefully they win one or two games, make it competitive enough, whoever it's against, and that's a good season. Incredible season. Yeah. People thought they would be, like, you know, one of the dead last teams in the league. So I think that's how it's going to go, you know, from here on out. They've been one of the best stories of this entire season so it's a bummer though they just keep having all these injuries to their star guys but Jared Allen you know how high I'm on him I mean I had him over Garland at one point as the one Cav that I thought should make the all-star team they both ended up making in the end and rightfully so but he's important I I know you mentioned last week you were worried about the Cavs because they had a bit of a wall but I thought this weekend they were kind of they battled through it and they kind of feel like they're Back to themselves. Can I ask, yeah. by the way, do we have a leaf blower? Yeah, I think so. Is that a leaf blower? <laughs> it sounds like it. It's leaf blowing season, baby. Oh it's my March. Goodness. Sorry, sorry, Trey. I just like couldn't believe it. I got it. JD's out of here. JD's going to go. JD's gone. He's going to go check on the situation. <laughs> what do we got, JD? 
Got eyes on it? I wish we could turn around the camera. Uh, I think it's right <laughs> out the wall. Peering out the windows of the garage That's door. What, my favorite shot is JD waiting for a package. He's just peering out of the garage. He's peering out for a leaf blower. It's purring out there. Sorry, Trey. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Six seed looks pretty legit for yeah. the Cavs. They've already been passed by the Celtics, so they don't got to worry about that. And like you said, they got a three-game lead now on the Raptors after the win this weekend. And the Raptors are not playing great right now. I also assume... If push comes to shove, Jared Allen will be able to play through a broken finger. The guy's not out there shooting jumpers. I also can't really figure out which hand it's on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just says fractured finger, one of ten. You got a 10% <laughs> chance of guessing right, 50% chance for hands, for being honest. Uh, but he's going to break it again, I think. The guy's at the rim all the time, yeah. either trying to block shots or trying to dunk the ball. So his hand's going to get hit yeah. at some point. So he'll have another broken finger. So might as well get used to playing through the pain. Yeah, I, I just don't think it really matters when it comes down to it, however many weeks he misses because they shouldn't give up that sixth spot. And yeah, zoom out. If they were behind the Miami Heat, Sixers, Bucks, Bulls, Celtics, you know, if, if you looked at it from the beginning of the season, he said that they were the sixth best team behind those teams. I mean, that's just a, like that's an incredible awesome. season. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for them to get in the playoffs. And, again, they're not going to be an easy out. Uh, I know you said. Yeah, no, I don't think they will. I think they'll win one or two games no matter who they're playing. Mm-hmm. They'll be fun. I do. They'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it's just wondering now who will go into that starting role. Will he go with Kevin Love? Because he's been great right. off the bench. And I think JB Bickerstaff might be inclined to leave him there. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, do you bring in Chetty and maybe move Lowry and Evan over? But then they're seeming, they're big, but they're a little bit thin also in the middle there. So question there for uh, JB. But, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a bummer when you have a team like this. Levert's still out. It's like, man, you're, just, you're hoping for better for them. You're hoping for a bit of luck to go their way. Mm-hmm. But when you look at who they are likely to play, Philadelphia or Milwaukee, most likely in that first round, tough to see them getting past those teams. I'll give a quick uh, loser of the weekend to Julius Randle as well because uh, the Knicks are West Coast, and right now they're on their West Coast trip. They're in Phoenix on Friday. They'd lost six games in a row. And Julius Randle had been bad out of the All-Star break, but he was balling in this game. He was looking great, feeling it, 25 points, uh, at this point of the game where it was 240 left in the third quarter and he removed himself from the game really because a shot went up he rocked Cameron Johnson as the ball went up Cam Johnson hit him back ref got in between those two guys and uh, Julius Randle hit him I mean he hit him while the ref was there and he made contact with the referee the Knicks were up 10 at the at that point the refs reviewed it said you're gone they were having such a good third quarter yeah. for they could have came out of this rut they could have been peering you know through a bit of a keyhole a looking glass at the play-in tournament if they won this game but they didn't uh, because he was tossed Cameron Johnson came back hit a crazy game winner at the end of this game a bank a real Tiso buzzer beater it was the actual buzzer beater and R.J. Barrett said I mean, it sucked because he was our best player. Julius Randle was in this game. He was going to go for a 40-point night, according to him. It was their seventh loss in a row. And then Julius Randle was fined $50,000 for initiating on court an on-court altercation, making contact with an official, and for not complying with the NBA's investigation to the incident. Triple triple hitter right there. Uh, and then they beat the Clippers, who couldn't hit a shot on Sunday night. But it doesn't matter. They're, they're out of it. Not mathematically, but five and a half games back. Terrible season. Tom Thibodeau even played some young guys by accident on Sunday, <laughs> and uh, they won. But uh, it, to me, that was it was really unfortunate. They, Julius Randle has been mad at the world this year. He's been mad at Knicks fans. It's been a bad year for him. Uh, it just hasn't. It's been, it was wild. Seventh season last year. First All Star appearance. 
all NBA, and now this year uh, back to earth. I guess. I mean, I thought I thought Jules Randle would be able to keep it up, but just a terrible season, an unfortunate end there to that that game for them. And they were up two before Cam Johnson banked home that shot. Oh yeah, uh, he stole that game from them. Cam went bonkers after the altercation. He scored like twenty four <laughs> points in fifteen Six minutes in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, including the one that, that banked in. Do you think a banked in uh, three to win the game should count? One three points. Yeah, it's just pure luck. <laughs> Everything's luck when you think about it, isn't it? You know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nine though on the night. Cam Johnson, incredible uh, shooting yep. from him. Yeah, thirty-eight. Um, all right, Lee. Let's go to you next because I know I teased it earlier. You got the Warriors as a loser. Yeah, well, for a team that is uh, has lost four in a row yet are still twenty-two games over five hundred and second in the West, uh, it's pretty bad for the Warriors. Uh, I mean, they let this one go. They had a big lead against the Lakers. Were playing well enough. And then they couldn't close it out, and LeBron had to go, you know, deep into his bag to save this one. But for the Warriors, they've got some real concerns here because Draymond still not sure exactly when he's coming back, and Clay, who's missed a couple of games from illness, is still looking rusty. Now it's going to take him a little bit of time to get back to the Clay we know, but uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't looking all that good on Saturday night here. And is the Clay we know going to appear at all really this season? Is the question? Uh, yeah, it's it's, asking a lot it, it's hard to see it, you yeah. know, because I just think he needs more reps and he needs to be out there more often. But uh, he, he's sort of struggling right now. And the Warriors, I mean, the Grizzlies, they pissed their pants against the Rockets last night. Otherwise, the, the uh, Warriors <laughs> would be third in the West right now. Yeah. But the Grizzlies blew that one against the Rockets. So um, they, they've done all the heavy, hard lifting in the early part of the season, which might just be enough for them to hang on to home court for that first round. But I think a lot of teams, even the Jazz, are starting to look at the Warriors and think, we can overtake them because they're just playing so much better. Now, injuries are, of course, a huge part for any team. But the Warriors and Steve Kerr are getting a lot more attention and pressure. Like, they don't seem to have a a fallback option here. It's like Steph's trying to do everything and he can't do it. He's just not getting enough support. So uh, it started off a great season. Steph, I believe I had him as the MVP favorite at one point. Now it's like they're almost hanging on a little bit, which again, they're second in the West. They're 22 games over 500. They're a good team. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's when you play and how you play at that time. And the Warriors right now are really not playing convincing basketball. Where's their second All-Star? Yeah, well, that's a great question. A great Where's question. Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. This is what he does. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's like, oh, I got the All-Star. Now I don't have to show up. Um, but but that's, I mean, that's the bad. thing is, though, he needs to be able to go out there and do something. Like, like what Jason Tatum did yesterday, right? He was like, I'm just going to go out and get buckets for my team. Wiggins is still like, you have to set me up for the buckets. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big difference there. So they've got to be disappointed with him, though, because this is a great opportunity for him to actually – quieting people down who are like he wasn't deserving of his right, all-star right. appearance the opposite doing... has happened exactly it's like <laughs> yeah you got so lucky dude yeah um, yeah look they missed Draymond Green not only defensively I think offensively as well Big we've time. talked about it it feels like every Warriors game so I don't need to keep repeating ourselves here but uh, I guess Curry's not that concerned about the seating if you heard him talk yeah. he's like who cares like we're going to be in the playoffs and we just got to be healthy and we can beat anyone, which is probably a lot of truth to that if Draymond and Clay is of course playing at Clay levels and then Curry but any concern here for Golden State? Like, is this team still a championship contender to you, I think is the way to ask it. Uh, yeah, they're still a championship contender to me, assuming Draymond Green looks awesome when he comes back, assuming he, you know, has somehow found a way to stay in shape being out for two months with a back injury. That's mm. kind of, that's a little stressful to think about if you're the Warriors thinking, yeah, we'll be fine as soon as our guy comes back from a back injury. So that's a huge yeah. ask. But if he's back, I mean, the Warriors were so good defensively with Draymond in the lineup that they're still first, despite the fact that they've been brutal defensively for basically a month and a half at this point. So Draymond coming back will obviously help. 
he'll help Wiggins look more like first half of the season Wiggins because Draymond's just a good distributor, but Clay Thompson is going to have to be better if they have any mm-hmm. sort of chance at going deep into the playoffs and winning a championship here. Seven points, three of 13 shooting. Uh, in the loss against the Lakers. And that's kind of been Clay's line. He's had a lot of decent games. You know, he's had some 20-point games for sure, but kind of looks like he's just out there trying to shoot his way into rhythm, and it hasn't happened yet. He's not giving you a lot of playmaking, uh, which the Warriors have needed because all of their role players right now are just waiting to be set up by Steph Curry. And I also think they're asking a lot from their young guys. Like, Kaminga had a nice game, 18 points on 7 of 10 shooting. Uh, but you need Kaminga to play well. You need Moody to play well. And there's a huge amount of pressure on James Wiseman to come back, be healthy, and contribute to this team being in his second year after his first season didn't go very well. Because what if Draymond picks up three fouls in the first half of a playoff game? Who are you running out there as your big guy? Looney, maybe. I think he's been okay for uh, the Warriors. But you're going to have to get something out of these young guys. And that's kind of been the plan for the Warriors, to develop them alongside staying in the championship race and that's a really tough tightrope to walk because now you're asking for rookies to show up in the playoffs in the biggest moments. So good luck to you. Yeah, they're relying on young guys because their oldies aren't healthy and aren't you know playing all that well. Clay is in himself. Andre Godala is 38 and hasn't basically played since mid-January. And uh, yes, yeah, Steph, he's he's not concerned about the seating, but he's concerned about the way they're playing. That's yes. for sure. I mean, yeah. they don't care about seating. They're not sending Wiggins or Steph or Clay to Denver tonight. It was a a game that was rescheduled. They don't care. They're not They're not going. They're fine giving up that game. But at the same time, yeah, they want to be playing a heck of a lot better. Yeah, the question is, can Draymond come back? I mean, he's the key to everything. They didn't go get a backup center because they got Draymond Green. Uh, they are 15-15 and 15 without Draymond, but they're 28-6 and six when he plays. Yeah, and then everything seems a little bit better. Uh, and, and, yeah, him and Iguodala have just been gone for a long mm-hmm. time, and they were amazing. They were a championship team. So mm-hmm. if... if Especially if Draymond comes back, then yeah, they. I think they're still a championship contender. I, I still, but yeah, who knows? What do you with think about injury. this Kerr decision to not send these guys uh, tonight to Denver because it got like rescheduled? Those those fines for guys uh, sitting, team sitting guys, that's gone. Like he has that's to get a long fined gone. for tonight, right? I mean, we know these. I mean, guys it's a rescheduled healthy. game. I mean, I think it's. I, I think yeah. that's gone. I think that was that wow. happened before, but I don't think you <laughs> find teams anymore. Even if you do find them, hundred grand, it's like okay, have it. Well, like, I mean. Yeah, that's the it's not his money. <laughs> no, but it's it's like th- that's not a deterrent to teams. Yeah. You know, they'll pay a fine. You know, you almost have to say, all right, if they miss that game, they have to miss the next game as well. Make right. it then more of an incentive. But yeah, having lost four in a row and eight of their last ten, they're going to drop five in a row here now. You, you figure Denver, are a heavy favorite, are going to win that game. So they're obviously considering more the long term, like we need guys healthy and refreshed again, rather than trying to eke out a win tonight. Right. But every, everybody sits everybody now. I mean, we mm. we. Kind of scooted over James Harden missing the game against the Miami Heat. Is he hurt? I don't think so. I mean, he's playing great. Like the the guys are just seeing everywhere, everywhere around the league, teams are deciding. Nah. It's a little different when we're like, we're not even flying those guys there. Is what Kerr is doing. Yeah, that's a Greg Popovich move. Totally. That's what happened. And they played Denver twice this week in Denver tonight because of the rescheduling, and then later on, uh, I think that's the TNT game on Thursday night. Mm. Uh, Warriors Nuggets. I'm sure it's one of them. If I have that, remember. or maybe yeah, it's on I saw them on the schedule. Yeah, um, yeah. You think this is a little bit of keeping our cards in our pocket here? Hmm. You think we're starting to see that around the league? Like we're not going to show you our our full playoff ideal. Well, what would happen if we run into each other? I don't know. I don't, it does seem weird that they're not playing. It's they need some start wins. getting funny here yeah. soon with uh, jockeying of who you want to play in the Ooh, playoffs. I love jockeying. That's for sure. <laughs> love uh, you know, you know, Team X doesn't want to play Team Y because they don't match up well. Well, let's. 
let's fall a spot or let's mm-hmm. obviously try and rise a spot. I mean, how many weeks are left? Five? Six? About a month, yeah. 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 Oh, is that it? Okay, so let's call it five weeks. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, Joe Seward said in the uh, stream team here, can I get that hundred grand, mate? And I looked around for a hundred grand chocolate bar. He was talking oh. about the hundred grand fine, <laughs> uh, but I was thinking chocolate. Oh, yeah, you're just throwing around a hundred grand, no problem. <laughs> the Warriors are worth like, what, three billion or something like that? A <laughs> hundred grand to them is like, yeah, pay it, who cares? Right. What was the pop fine? Half a mil, right? Five. No, it was 250. Oh. Because he did that on the national deal. TV game and, and sort of short notice, I remember. But that was like, <laughs> A decade ago. That was a long time ago. That was so, a long time ago. Yeah, and so people are now just like, oh, yeah. There's, there's, again, you've got to make a deterrent. You've got to make it so it seems like we can't do this. And then, so then. So least, what's your, what, what do you do? Well, I'm like I'm saying, you should say, if that guy, if you're just resting guys, then they have to sit out two games. So teams are like, well, we don't want him to sit out two Oh, games. interesting. So you're saying, then, to use Harden as an example. He can't play the next game. It was game. a back-to-back, so yeah. he's like, I'm going to sit the second game in the back-to-back. Yeah. And then you're saying, oh, okay, if you do that, then you can't sit the next one. Well, I, I mean, love it. They're supposed to play the Bulls tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> it just, because otherwise teams aren't going to change their, their thing. And I understand the load management. That, yeah, you know, I understand, especially James Harden. He's, he's you know in his 30s now. He's had hamstring injuries. So they do want to manage it. But you're also just kind of saying, we don't care about the fans or the TV. We're just resting our guy. So mm-hmm. it's a problem. Yeah. Um, Trey, who do you have for a loser of the weekend? Yeah, a couple of mini losers that came up already. The Bulls lost on Friday. Skeets, you drove it straight into my heart. Sorry. 0 <laughs> oh, 8 versus the top three in the Eastern Conference. They're only a game up on Boston now for the fourth seed, and they play Philadelphia tonight. But I heard James Harden might be suspended. <laughs> <laughs> that's, in- that's exciting. Name of the game for the Bulls right now finding a way to stay in that top six. So they were helped a little bit by another mini loser. You mentioned it, the Raptors. Raps. 0-2 this yeah. weekend. Didn't score 100 in either of the game. They that, can't They can't shoot. They can't shoot. If Gary Trent Jr. Okay, Van Vliet's not playing, which he's not. OG's not playing. He's a decent three-point shooter. And then if Gary Trent Jr. goes on, like, one of the worst, like, cold spells of his, at least Raptors career, but over the last couple of years, then they don't have a chance. They can't hit threes. I mean, he he's shooting 20% over the last six games from three. Not good. He shoots a lot. Gary Trent Jr. Um, so yeah, it's bad, but I think they're going to be. I mean, they're looking good that they'll be in the play-in. Not that that's good, but yeah. that's where they'll be. They'll have a chance to get in. <laughs> that's where expectations kind of were, anyways. They kind of. I guess up. so. Yeah. yeah, they'll likely be the seventh. They'll probably be the seventh seed because those yeah. teams are a decent little chunk behind them, especially mm-hmm. if they get Van Vliet back. But anyway. Oh, looking forward to a Messiah Ujiri F Brooklyn. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be great. Very That'd possible. Be great. Yeah. Run it back. Must but- watch. Yeah, must watch. Must watch that press conference. Uh, <laughs> my official loser of the weekend, though. Kind of more of a weekend whoopsie, if we're being sure. quite honest here. The Mop Boys in <laughs> Timberwolves versus Thunder. Oh, this is great. On Friday night. One of the best people in the way whoopsie. <laughs> <Get out> of- <laughs> <laughs> Straight stopped him. Jordan McLaughlin gets a steal at half court. He goes back the other way. But <laughs> the Thunder Mop Boys have not quite evacuated okay. the court. I just can't believe that <laughs> this isn't blown dead. Not at like, all. I just, it blows my mind. It's like, <laughs> is that in the rule book? Like, if a mop boy gets in the way, like, keep, keep playing. Yeah, a I, mop boy is part of the court. I think, <laughs> like a referee is. Yeah, it's, well, hold I think, on, I think hold like on. if there's a loose ball, you blow it dead. Like somebody, you know, like there's a, a ball rolling on the court for some <laughs> weird reason, you blow it dead. Right, so why wouldn't you blow it yeah. dead in that situation? Because well, like, you could, if you really wanted to, important game, 
it's tie game, a minute to, like, you can, <laughs> hey, you could send the mop boy out yeah. to, like, just get in Take the way. Charge. Send in the mop! <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's amazing that nothing was called. And they and actually, they got the stop and went the other Honestly, way. Honestly, really good defense uh, from the Thunder. They gave up 138 points to the Timberwolves. This might have been their best defensive right. play. Like, mm-hmm. he just rides McLaughlin to the hoop. Honestly, I think McLaughlin needs to be able to finish over length. Yeah, like that. The guy didn't even raise the mop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's awesome. He's, he's not no, he's just not in a rush to get no, out not of there. at all. He even stops <laughs> at the baseline to clean up a little extra yeah. bit of sweat. He's like, all right, gets dapped up by Shea Gilgis Alexander. I mean, brutal well. turnover. I can't, you can't blame the mob guys, really. It's like, you feel like you're going to hold on to the ball a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, wow. that's why. You're, you're right. He went in for an extra little. Yeah, he gets a little. A little sweet there. Whoop, whoop. That's, I think, that's why I think it's a Swiffer integrated sponsorship, I think. Oh, wow. They paid a lot of money for these two guys to come out there. Season's over. Just go out there, man. Oh, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I think what. I, in, in watching it a couple times, I didn't notice it the first couple times. But um, when you're doing that, that that's especially when you're doing the, the Swiffer, when you're doing the mopping, whatever, you got to keep your eye on the action. He turned. They turned their backs. Yeah, yeah. never you know? turn your back. Never turn your back on the play. Uh-uh. Yeah, and that's what happened because that guy did not know. I don't <laughs> no think that he was there. <laughs> that suddenly somebody's shooting over him. <laughs> anyway, good one. Good one. Uh, yeah. Great whoopsie. Ah, uh, you miss whoopsies? Yes. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Think Matt Austin misses it? I think so, for sure. Uh, I got one more. We already talked about the Raps, but let's just put the Kings in here because on Saturday, the Mavs came back from 19 points to beat Sacramento 114-113. And with that loss, the Kings officially finished with a losing record for the 16th consecutive season. And we already said this, but of their 37 seasons in Sacramento, they've had winning finishes only in eight seasons. Eight out of 37 all under Rick Adilman <laughs> from 9899 to 0506. That is that is an unbelievable stat. Yeah. Winning seasons. We are talking about they could have been 42 and 40. That's a winning season. Yeah. It's a good season in their books. Yeah. And they never have done it ever <laughs> in Sacramento if Rick Adelman wasn't the coach. That is that's crazy, man. And they they were so close to winning a championship in those winning seasons really I mean right. one sort yeah. of Lardy Divac slap back and maybe they go on to yeah. win and maybe they win another one they were so memorable for that little stretch there Arco oh. was one of the most incredible uh, places to watch a game always looked exciting they had great players with Lardy and Pager and your pal Bibbs they were great <laughs> it's just outside of that that was it it was like nothing yeah nothing Hey, at least De'Aaron Fox is putting up some numbers right now. <laughs> He's balling. <laughs> but they keep losing. I mean, that's uh, just a – they're up. They're up huge, and they and they blow it. And uh, Dorian Finney-Smith hit a big three. Spencer, didn't we? Else? Oh, by the way, Luka wasn't playing in that game, mm. too. It's not like Luka went for 40 in that comeback. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even playing. And they still find a way to lose. But Sacramento at this point, rest everybody. Tank. Like they, not even show up at Thunder, all. play everybody the, in tank. The, well, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. The Thunder are not that far behind them. I mean, incredibly. So they could help their chances. Three games behind a That's insane. Uh, So if they really want... I mean, I know the Blazers are basically doing that. The Pacers are losing a lot of games, so I know they're in the mix there. And then then you've got other teams like the Rockets and the Pistons and and the Magic, I guess, like sort of a step even lower. But they might as well. I mean, you're not making the play-in. So you're you're fake like uh, you know even if you had made the play in and they would have said well we made the playoffs we would have said no you didn't but uh, it just, just even when they make just, him they don't make no him. they just need to <laughs> at this point just lean into losing just help your chances of getting a pick yeah. it's their only chance of getting back to 
becoming a relevant basketball team. Hopefully you you get really lucky, you nail a super high pick who blossoms into a star right away, and then you pair with Sabonis and Fox, and then there's maybe something. And they need a new coach probably too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, Gentry. I mean, he's not even their, he's their interim still. No, right? that's what I mean. Yeah. Like they're probably going to have a different another different coach so <laughs> right I'm just glad I watched like that a deal man yeah. <laughs> all right a deal man that's why I said that probably we had a bunch of people saying why did you say it weird yeah. like that the first time wow well done JD one more time come on why not no, I just, oh okay don't worry about it don't worry about it don't worry about it. Rick and Dillman. Yeah, they, uh, they'll they be the Kangs if they don't sit, guys. I mean, the Blazers are coming for the Kings because the Blazers are sitting, guys. Yeah. You know, don't get – don't screw yourself. <laughs> be the oh, y'all. they will. They will. Yeah. They always go on like the run. Three of the always. Dillman. And I, I think um, – What's the deal, man, with these what's Kangs? deal, man? Oh, anyway, I was going to say more, but let's just stop it there. Let's take our final break. When we come back, uh, Lee, got a great tweet of the night? I hope so, yeah. Yep. Think so. You got to find one still? No, I've got one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then sell it, man. All right. right. You got a great, the best tweet of the night ever. Best best tweet of the day, I'll tell you. All right, great. (laughs) We'll be right back. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Before we get to Tweet of the Night, did you guys watch Winning Time on HBO last night? The first episode? Not yet. Not me. yet? Oh, you've banked it. Mm-hmm. Trey, yes? Give, give me a fourth wall to break, JD. <laughs> 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 Just real quick here. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> Go back. Try, to, try him again, JD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see him break the fourth wall. All right, you got to ask again, though, okay, like we're okay. having a conversation. So, uh, did anybody watch um, uh, Winning Time last night, the new uh, Lakers HBO series? Not me, no. no. Well, yeah, you did? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Which, <laughs> perfect, worth it. Um, what'd you think, just quickly? I couldn't stop thinking about how they didn't call it Showtime. <laughs> Must have been. Um, it's because of Showtime, yeah, the, uh, the other station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there was a winning time, wasn't there? Wasn't that what the name of the uh, the Reggie Miller documentary was? Thirty for Thirty. Mm, Pacers versus Knicks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, Nonetheless, okay. uh, I enjoyed. it. I thought the guy. I thought Magic Johnson was really great. I think uh, the the actor playing Magic does a really solid Magic. Yeah. Um, I think it's just going to be fun. It definitely feels like an Adam McKay vehicle to me. For mm-hmm. sure. JD, you said you uh, got a chance to watch it. Any any thoughts? 
Uh, yes, I, I watched it. I do have notes. Um, I didn't find it that in- entertaining, to be honest. Uh, it was sort of, it felt like it was supposed to be a comedy, but it wasn't very funny. Um, I don't think that the talking to the camera works that well for this particular genre. We were talking before the show and it was just, it works for the big short because mm-hmm. that's a complicated topic. Um, but it just doesn't, it just didn't land for me. And also the switching between the different types of camera shots, like the seventies video to the super eight to high def. Yeah. It takes me out of it. Like I want to be submerged. I want to be there. I want, I want the gilded age, but Lakers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I just want to be part. I want to feel like I'm there in 1979 when Jerry Buss is buying the Lakers and, uh, didn't feel that it was just uh too it's always a lot of yakety yak with no uh no sax oh. <laughs> are you gonna continue watching though oh yeah like, i guess so <laughs> all right well if there's ever a, i i watched it last night just because that's well, probably gonna come up today on the yeah. show so i probably should yeah but uh I'll keep watching it. I, I'm looking forward to Adrian Brody coming on. I, I'm As Pat very Riley? yes. Yeah. I'm I'm very intrigued by that casting. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be good. I like him and everything. So, the Athletic has a write up on uh, the first episode uh, from a bunch of writers and their opinions on it. I want I want to see you in there, JD, for uh, oh, episode nice. two. Okay, yeah, sure, more work. Thanks, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, you didn't get a chance to fire this bad boy up. Not yet, but okay. I will be watching it. Okay. Yes, um, winning time. Reggie Miller versus the Knicks was an ESPN 30 for 30. Good call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of times out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, showtime, winning time, crunch time, game time, <laughs> dunks time. Time. <laughs> 10, 10, 10 a.m. Eastern. Time the magazine. Time, time after uh, time, Cindy Lopin. Good call. Yeah. And uh, this type of time, nighttime. Tweet of the night. <laughs> mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Well, you got a good one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because yesterday for that uh, Nets and Celtics game, a former uh, Celtic was in the building. Mm. And someone who actually had played also with uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, did he? Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Anyway, no, he didn't. But <laughs> but <laughs> Kyrie Irving, remember when he was in Boston last year, sort of like um, stomped on the logo. Mm-hmm. And that really yeah. upset some <laughs> Boston fans. And so Big Baby Davis had a shirt on yesterday that said, respect the logo. And when ESPN uh, cut to him, <laughs> he was in someone else's seat. Yeah. Been there before, big baby. <laughs> and I like Michael uh, Peter's tweet here. I still can't get over big baby's respect the logo shirt in seats that don't belong to him. <laughs> With Kyrie in town. Iconic Sunday afternoon for Glenn Davis. Yeah, I, I thought that was just great. Because, uh, you know, former Celtic there, he was kind of a fan favourite, wasn't he there, oh, big baby? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's there and he, uh, I think he was just trying to get up a couple of rows closer uh, the timing oh, of ESPN show, yeah, or uh, yeah. yeah ESPN ABC I guess showing him and then uh, yeah, and then you can hear they say it's Kevin Durant saying they ain't your seats big dog <laughs> 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 oh, I didn't know that uh, yeah, so, did uh, he only go like one row back one or two, like? anyway. Yeah. I thought he was standing. Yeah. I thought he didn't He's even like, have I'll a seat. Just stand yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a press pass. <laughs> it's nice to see that that 
uh, incident is awkward for everyone, including a guy like Big Baby Nash oh, yeah. that played in the league. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've sat, I know you've sat in a seat yeah, before. Absolutely. And you're like, uh, hope nobody comes. Oh, and yeah. And you're like, oh, of course. God, you just feel like the biggest jackass. Yeah, I don't because, know why. because you're sort of sitting there like tense, and, you, and it's like, if they come over, I'm like, yeah, I've done it guilty. guilty. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. You never defend yourself in that one. You're like, yeah. no, caught red handed. <laughs> <laughs> you're on to be the criminal mastermind. <laughs> Do we know if, uh, we know our, our good friends at Breaking Tea, they move quickly when it comes to making the shirts. Do they have a respect the seat? Respect the stuff. I like that more. <laughs> good. All right. A leprechaun like with a ticket stop hanging <laughs> Hey, good tweet of the night. Thanks. Nice Thanks. little video element. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, pick them results from Friday night. We uh, really already talked about it. It was that Bucks bulls game. Milwaukee was only favored by three and a half on the road, and we said at the time, huh, that seemed a little low. What's going on there? And, uh, well, we were right. And I say we, the three of us that picked Milwaukee, we put Trey in a corner. We knew he hadn't picked the Bulls, so he got the loss. This is brought to you by BetMGM, of course. So that's a win for me. I'm 2-2. Two and two. Task 3-1. and one. Lee's 2-2. Two and two. And Trey, unfortunately, 0-4. Oh Still looking for that, for that first dub here in March. So give him a chance, Task. What's the game I think tonight? you're getting it tonight because we picked together oh. here, Trey. Go. Dallas hosting Utah. Potential first round matchup. Yes, it is. It's a four or five. So the line tiny. Minuscule. Yeah. Dallas Point. favored by one and a half points. This team these two teams played ten days ago, if you do remember, and uh, that's why I'm taking the Mavs. I think they get a little payback for the loss against the Jazz. Uh, but this yeah should be a, a great one in Dallas. The Jazz though climbing the standings. Yeah, sitting in that yeah, four spot are. right now. They're feeling good. Yeah, not far away from the uh, the Warriors and Grizzlies who are tied at the two seed. The Jazz only two and a half back. So you, Skeets, you, Lee, on the Jazz. Trey and I taking the Mavericks. The Jazz beat them twice this year, but both times in Utah. So first game in Dallas here. I assume Luca's playing, right? So what's going he's on here? A, he's, he's likely. He had he's a toe likely. injury. Uh, him and I think Jalen Brunson are likely to play. Uh, we didn't even talk about Bogdanovich with yeah, the 11, 11 threes, threes yeah. there for, for the Jazz. Okay. Lee and I taking Utah. Uh, you guys taking Dallas Mavericks. Like you said, Tass, a very close line. Basically, a pick them, though. Things can get crazy with these, can't they? Could be a one-point cool. victory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, never, never yeah. know. When do you start shooting the moon? I'm at 0 and 4 right now. Like, oh. what is, what's oh, my 0 and 7? There's a lot of marks. There's a lot. We got a lot of weeks. That's left. hard. I think you got to get halfway in, and then it's like, ooh, now you got to go for it. All right, I'll still try and pick winners. You should so. try. Yeah, you're like, I mean, you're like, <laughs> don't worry, two I'm going to pick back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Adam McKay, don't look up at the rest of us in the standings. Just stay where you are. JD, <laughs> a real, a real Adam McKay. Don't look up's gonna win. Oh, that's He's gonna. Yeah, is that an <laughs> I didn't get your reference yeah. for a second, but well yeah. done, well done. Yeah, it's gonna win best picture. Is yes. it? JD's oh. gonna get really mad. Oh, no, it won't. Geez. It's oh. not a best picture type of picture. I get it, but uh, just to get you mad, JD, I, I, it'll I, I, win. Yeah, I don't care about that, that kind of thing. Like, you don't best picture type of best picture. I don't care. I just want the best picture to win. Oh, okay. Well, oh, JD, you don't think it's gonna win? Did you go see the Batman this weekend? I did not. You didn't? I thought I you didn't. may have. Okay. Yeah. I have to take my kids with me, and they've one of them's got a girlfriend now, and the other's got all these basketball buds that come over here, and they they just don't want to hang out with me anymore. Oh, just oh, like that, oh. your, your basketball buds come over every day. That's true. <laughs> Zach Harper over here? <laughs> What's that? You had Zach Harper over here? <laughs> Jay hey, Zach, King in the house? Over. Zach would probably go with me to see the basketball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, sure. Mm. for sure. All right. Well, I I, I want to hear your breakdown of the Batman. Mm. Did yeah. you see it? No. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's be buds. Let's 
Batman Buds. Batman Buds. Uh, <laughs> new podcast. Uh, is it called The Batman? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, I was just wondering if you were just being no, jokey no, jokes. It's, it's Batman. called The Batman. The Batman. That's uh, the spin on it. Just put a that in front of it. That's different this time. Very grittily. It's the, very The gritty. Facebook. Uh, all right. Let's call it there. That was a long episode of No Dunks. But they always are on a Monday. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Go get your No Dunks merch. Lee rocking the uh, No Dunks smiley face here. Yes, yeah, smells like old spirit on Lili. Go get your No Dunks gear over at nodunks.com and grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to athletic.com slash no dunks. Great deal on right now, dollar a month for new subscribers. So uh, make sure you take advantage of that so you can read a bunch of these uh, athletic writers writing about winning time. People wanted to jump in. Okay. Deitch wanted to jump in. I want to talk about winning time. All right. All right. I, can't I can't wait to read that. I'm excited to hear what people think. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Pirtle, the NBA player guessing game, is bringing back the importance of divisions. I didn't care about divisions. <laughs> so this, this game came back. That's a great point. Yeah. You need to know your divisions. Yeah, I'm looking up it. divisions again. I totally forget who's in what division. What's your favorite division? Pacific. Oh, that's a good one because that's the only one you can remember. Yeah, all the there's LAs in there. Kings. Embrace the day, people. Ten percent. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.